Hello and welcome to another Bobby Nutrition Q&A podcast. Hope everyone is doing well. We are whole team minus Rob. I think he's going to do a, a one of his looms for you all. So it's just the wonderful team of excellence today. But we're now called Queens of Excellence, just so you know. Actually, thanks to Rob. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so we've got three questions that we're going to go through today. We just want to really appreciate how good you have been at putting in questions and submitting questions phenomenal now that they are in the check-in form i can we can see it's made such a difference so we have got so many in the bank that we're excited about talking about so we've we've, we've had to you know cut down but we've got <laughs> our three so are we all good to get started? Let's yeah go. let's do it let's do it uh so first is We'll start from the one actually that we weren't able, we weren't, we were not able to fit in last week. So, how to start exercising from zero without hurting yourself? Awesome. Um, with this one, I just want to acknowledge. I think it's so amazing that this client feels ready to start exercising. Um, so this is, yeah, I think just really just being in that moment and just accepting where you are. I think it's really wonderful that you feel ready for that. And it's completely normal and understandable to fear something new when you haven't done it before. It's, yeah, how can you kind of go into this from a place of love? Um, I think it's good that you're thinking about sustainability already as well, because that is important. Now you wanna you wanna yeah, start moving, but you also wanna make sure that you're not hurting yourself because you wanna be able to do it for a long time, uh, a long time. Um, so I think, again, it could be worth exploring your relationship to physical exercise as well um what feels what what kind of beliefs do you have around exercise at the moment so that you know kind of how you're coming into it um and I suppose then what it uh, you're coming back into exercise or are you just starting exercise it depends on have you been injured have you what what's going on there is there pain I suppose it's yeah kind of understanding where you're starting so practical I think start super slow low impact activities I think walking is really underrated so Again, it doesn't have to be anything that's like crazy high intensity hit workouts. You know, it can it can be something as like a, a daily a daily walk. Um, very underrated swimming, yoga. I think focus on what feels good and find something you enjoy. Uh, listen to your body as well. I think really checking in with your body. You're probably at this point now where you're hopefully feeling quite connected to yourself. So really use the tools that you've gained. <coughs> to to check in with yourself and pay attention to how your body feels during and after movement and obviously then stop if you feel any discomfort and know that you can stop at any point um so yeah that's kind of what I got from that I was really going to second that Bianca in terms of like I feel like with a lot of clients you know especially when we enter into exercise we're like well it has to look a certain way it has to have to for it to be worth it I need to do this amount of time or it needs to be this intensity and actually really firstly kind of go from what your body is trying to communicate to you you know I think that is the way people hurt themselves is they don't listen to what their body is telling them or you know an accident as well but most of the time it's usually when people just say no no push grind push push nah um I completely agree with Bianca walking is a great place to start 
And then thinking about what brings you joy, right? If you like, um, if you like dancing, then something like a Zumba class. But if that feels too much, you can do, you can go to YouTube and online in your own home. You can absolutely do that. Start building up that that kind of uh, capacity, your endurance a little bit. Um, or do you need something a bit more calming, something like yoga? And again, it doesn't have to be you know, more dog to the thing, la la la. It can literally just be you doing, I don't know, the what's the 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 pose where you lie on the floor and then Shabbat I mean that's no. not very exercise. Yeah. Oh, all right. Yeah. I know I thought it was corpse pose. It's a nicer word, Rose. I think the actual like Sanskrit thing is shavasana, but yes, corpse pose. Yeah, go for corpse pose. I mean, just bringing back my emo days. So you know, we're here. (laughs) We all had a phase. We all emo days, right? Oh yes, I think I I was. I had an emo. emo. Good. I think I was like, uh, you know, you were seen, kid. Less intense. Yes, more seen. Yes. Brilliant. <laughs> oh Lord. Right, back back into it. Um, but yeah, I think just just slow start with, you know, start with the walking and then choose a lower intensity thing. Five, ten minutes and just build up. Um yeah, that's what I would do. But I'm always gonna encourage people to do some resistance training on, whether that be from their own body weight. I mean, it could be literally from you getting up from the sofa, standing up and just doing 10 times, you know, it could be you going against the wall and, you know, doing like a press up against the wall, right? Small things like that. Um, and doing that regularly is going to be make such a difference. Yeah, I with the risk of you know I don't want to repeat everything um that's just been said but what I had sort of noted down was get out of your head and into your body which is what everyone's sort of said already um and asking yourself I think Bianca said this as well but like what do you want exercise to give back to you I think so often it's the shoulds right I I I should do this I should do this exercise should do this it should be 45 minutes and my heart heart rate should get to this and I should do this many steps and oh like that's just that's not going to be fun if you're only like just getting back into exercise like it's got to be some level of enjoyment or desire otherwise it's not gonna you're gonna get into it go well that was bloody terrible I not want to do it again I think at this point it's about building up those positive experiences with it getting into your body finding again like what what, how do you how do you want to feel afterwards and using this as like an explorative phase to just see what works for you if you saw on instagram this really cool fitness class and you want to give it a go and you do it and it's absolutely terrible like that's fine move on from it from it doesn't like it, it doesn't matter um but yeah definitely out of your body sorry out of your head into your body um and just starting, starting to listen in like what is your body telling you if there are any niggles or anything that comes up like listen to that don't wait for you know I don't know the backstory of this person but like don't wait for a potential injury if you're kind of like oh just went on a really long hike and my knee is uh getting angry like listen to that and you know take time off don't feel like this is like right gotta get into it 
go hard or go home no pain no gain like let's just drop that um and yeah get into your body I've actually walked out of a gym that had no pain no gain written on the wall I was like no I was like absolutely not I actually don't think there's much more to add here um other than I completely agree with everything which is go in with a winning mindset, like a win workout, you know, do the things that bring you joy. Don't do the things that you feel are going to maybe feed into a narrative that you've been moving away from. So, you know, when people say to me, right, I'm going to do seven spin classes because spin is supposed to be the best thing for fat loss. I'm like, no, I don't even do seven spin classes and I'm paid to teach them. So, you know, don't feel any pressure. Literally you do you. Um, but in terms of like practical things, I completely agree with all the girls. Go and walk. Like it is amazing what it, it will bring to you, not just the movement in your body, the connection back to your body, but maybe being outside in nature is really nice. You get to sort of honor some other needs by going on these walks. Um, you know, being outside of nature, maybe listening to a podcast, you're learning, maybe being creative, maybe you're listening to music, whatever you do. There's, there's so many other things that you can, so many other needs that can be nurtured through movement. Um, but also, I think going off of one of the other points that I can't remember, Bianca or Tyra, you made. If, it, I, the phrase I use is, is, listen to the whispers before they become shouts. So if something is a bit niggly, do not think for one second you're not worth going to see a physio or going to get help. Mm-hmm. Okay, because you are worthy and it's your body, it's your home. You know, you wouldn't leave a a window broken for so long in your own home. So think of it that way. But also, don't be afraid to get support. Maybe getting a personal trainer would be really fun. You know, don't be afraid to kind of reach out and and, and explore that. Maybe you sign up to a, a gym that does classes regularly. So you've got a bit of accountability as well. Just basically find something that is going to make you want to keep doing it. So I think, again, to back up Bianca's point, which you made right at the beginning, I love the fact that you're already thinking about having to do this long term. But yeah, that's my little take on it. Love it. Love it, love it. Love it, love it, love it. Oh. Right, oh, we're Rose. Gonna... Go on. Huh? Go on, I'll let you go. We'll go on to the next question. Yeah. We've spent enough time here, haven't we? <laughs> <laughs> um, when I'm busy at work, I feel like I need to get everything done. Even though other people go home, Sorry, mid yawn. Any of my clients just know I am just I'm just a yawner. Like I can't help it. Uh, right, let me start again. But when I'm busy at work, I feel like I need to get everything done, even though other people go home. How can I avoid functioning on autopilot for days in a row? I always notice when it's too and forget to do regular check-ins. There's quite a lot there. Hold on, I feel like I have to read it again. Um, Uh, with this one, I think at first just kind of breathe and pause. Yeah. And bring some attention to it's clients working on autopilot, but there's awareness there. They're aware that they're doing this. So I think that is the first thing, just to acknowledge the awareness is there. And what we need to make changes is awareness. So I think great with that. How would it feel to, I suppose, practical wise? So it sounds like, so you're recognizing that you're doing more than other people and that you're missing out on then checking in with yourself. 
So there needs to be some sort of intention set or some boundaries with yourself. I think a really useful could be like just setting a little time on your phone to like pop up to be like, hey, do a little check in or like how can you almost wake yourself up when you're in this autopilot state? Um, a couple of my clients find it useful in the mornings to set intentions. Uh, so this could be another a good thing kind of going into work from a more present place I think it's it's being present here that's kind of what I'd take from that um but yeah what do you guys think I think there's something here around feeling like they need to get everything done even though mm-hmm. other people go home so there's this if I'm looking from the outside it will probably be that there's some sort of expectation or belief that you have that you have for yourself that you have to meet so it might be that you know for me to be valued at work or for me to feel safe at work or for me to feel like I'm doing enough, I need to do everything. And it's starting to challenge those beliefs because it's obviously having an impact on you. If you feel like you have to get everything done, you're going home late, there's going to be tiredness here. There's going to be being drained, which is probably going to shift you into this autopilot state. So it's kind of like this vicious cycle so I completely agree with Bianca. There needs to be maybe, you know, intentional check-ins, but, you know, setting a reminder on your phone or something to come up onto your calendar or even just a little alarm that goes off every, you know, two hours, just not so you don't avoid people, and annoy people at work. But I think there also has to be an awareness of what state you are entering your work. If I, if I'm, going into work being like, I have to get everything done. That is from a stressed state. It is not trusting that I will get everything done or I'm not trusting the fact that it's okay for me not to get everything done. So really check in with what are these expectations that you're setting for yourself or what you should be able to get done? Is this actually true? Can you challenge this? And how can you support yourself with the stress or the discomfort when you don't get everything done? And build that trust that even if you don't get everything done, that at least you're going to be able to go home, have capacity, be able to rest so that the next day you might even have more energy and you might be more productive, right? We are not linear beings. We cannot go into work and work at the same capacity every single day. It's just impossible. Like It is just impossible. And so you have to kind of trust that some days there will be less capacity and other days there will be more but in the days where there's less there needs to stop being shaming around all right I'm not getting everything done I should be able to get things done and instead actually be like oh interesting okay I feel like I have less energy today I have less capacity so what am I going to focus on today and then hopefully I'll go home be able to relax rest and have more capacity tomorrow to get more of those things done so we're not just saying oh I just can't do anything today saying no okay I have less capacity and then fiercely, compassionately say, right, I trust myself that I will get more done tomorrow or whenever. It's just trusting you'll get it done, but not from this stress state. So yeah, that's my my two cents. I think um like what's coming through for me a lot is that sort of people-pleasing response, is that fawn response. And I think it's like linking like you your worth is not linked to what you produce at work, like what you get done, how many tasks you finish that's not what makes you um you know a, a good employee or 
so so I think definitely explore that sort of Emma's video the dark side of people pleasing definitely have a watch of that because I I I I really feel like there's that you know everyone else has gone home but you know what is the reason like why do you feel like you need to stay and get tasks done you mentioned that like other people are going home you know where other going home and doing tasks unfinished why 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 do you not feel like the ability to do that um I'm just asking yourself questions of like what's the benefit of staying at work is there actually what would the alternative look like maybe try it dip your toe in the water just you need to give your brain that evidence of oh like the earth doesn't stop spinning if I leave a few tasks undone like it it, it is safe to do starting to challenge that narrative of no I'm gonna get fired or you know well clearly the emo- emotional brain is like oh Oh my god it's not safe but challenging that and then giving your brain evidence of no no it's it, it's okay like you are only human um there's only so much you can do um just asking you know what why does the responsibility fall on you if everyone else is going home then what makes you different um have a think about setting boundaries you know have a look at your contracted time i think you know the the contract at work is there um, for your benefit as well as your employer. Like if you are, you know, in your contract, it's stated that your work is this time to this time, like go home, you, you know, you, life is more, um, there's more to life than just just work, showing up to work, coming home and, and you know, rinse and repeat. Um, I think practically something that might be helpful is actually doing one thing at a time stop multitasking I mean I don't know if that this person's is multitasking but you know when we are trying to multitask trying to do a million things at once you're basically telling like your nervous system is like oh shit this present moment me doing this task like I need I need to get it done I need I need I need to get it I need to finish as many things as possible you're just going to be in that sort of frenzy fight or flight um exactly what Emma said in terms of, you know, setting reminders on your phone, ground yourself, breathe. If you're finding it's not really coming naturally or like habit stack it to something else. So every time you go and make yourself a coffee in those couple of minutes that the kettle is boiling, check in with yourself, take a deep breath. Every time you go to the bathroom, use that time where it's just quiet to do that. You know, um, I was speaking to a client yesterday on a call and she was saying, you know, she's she's always doing she's always doing so even when she was like walking to the bathroom at work she's on her phone checking emails so something we set her was one thing at a time you are not going to be multitasking you're not going to be walking to the bathroom and then in the bathroom literally checking your emails you're gonna actually take time for your mind to just go okay breathe let's get some space um so yeah it sounds like definitely more space is needed here but like Bianca said the fact that you realize you're in that kind of um autopilot so much power there so much I feel like I'm just going to recap what you guys have said (laughs) only because it's always amazing um but Tara what you were just saying remind me of a quote that I heard ages ago as a avid must complete my to-do list person it was something like um it was an interview with the people who had lived the longest and they were like what's the secret to to living you know i think they were like over 100 they're like do one thing at a time and i was like oh 
Now, this is not uh, put a disclaimer in. This is not me saying if you do one thing at a time, you'll be able to live until you're over 100, but uh, it's a good place to start. Um, for me, to-da lists rather than to-do lists. When you're just focusing on getting things done, you're living in the result uh, or living in trying to achieve the result, live in the process, enjoy and, in, and then celebrate in those moments. Um, but also, I think there's a bandwidth issue here as well. You know, we're, we're giving so much of our bandwidth to others, not to us. So I would I'd encourage you to be a little bit fiercely compassionate with yourself on that. You know, really kind of checking in and going, what would future me really want me to do in this moment right now? Because we probably have those moments of awareness where we go, oh God, I'm getting really caught up. I mean, this person definitely does. So then it's like, okay, what, is, what would future me want me to do right now for the, for, for the best of me? And sometimes it is, no, no, get this done so you can give the bandwidth back to myself tonight. And other times it's like, do you know what, I'm going to leave this because it really doesn't matter and it can wait till tomorrow. And I deserve to have the space tonight. So, yeah, ladies, I'm just going to recap what you guys said. But great question as well. Fantastic question. Um, fab. So next one and last one is a bit of a long one. There's nothing wrong with that, but just bear with me. So I genuinely feel like I understand my thoughts surrounding my eating habits so much more clearly and have made so many conscious decisions over the past few weeks that I'd never made before. Thank you for that. However, at the weekend, we celebrated my husband's birthday, which led to me drinking and then overeating. I had this strange feeling that I'm back to square one again and keep saying to myself, that's just your old thought patterns and inner, crit and inner critic shouting about your apparent failures. And then as I start to ease up on myself, I think, ooh, well, that got you off the hook. Any advice for not driving yourself crazy with regrets over chaotic eating because of the inner critic makes me want, because that inner critic makes me want to eat. Such great awareness. This Such is, this great is good. Awareness. I um, This kind of resonates with a client of mine where we were discussing that these critical voices, these rules that we have are fundamentally our safety net. So when we don't have them, we, we feel a bit lost. We feel like it's going to completely stem out of control. And what I've said is there is a time period. And there's a really good picture. I'm going to try and do my best to describe it to you now, which is talking about going from restrictive eating to, to flexible kind of intuitive eating, which is on a restrictive plane, we would have maybe like one scoop of ice cream. But in the process of learning to listen to your body, that you know, scoop of ice cream then kind of maybe turns into a tub of ice cream. So we end up sort of eating it all because we're allowing ourselves, we're giving ourselves permission, we're choosing to do it. But then actually through listening to our body, we then go, well, actually a whole tub doesn't really actually sit well for me. So it ends up being three scoops of ice cream. So you've kind of pendulum swung from restrictive dieting to quite a lot to back into the middle. So there is a period of transition of going, okay, I'm really checking with myself. I'm you know, checking with what I need. And there's some of that where it's like, give yourself full permission, full access to do these things. But it's a very weird environment. It's very, very alien. So naturally, those critical voices are going to go, you've gone too far. What have you done? Like, this is awful. And then you've got another voice on the end going, 
come over to the dark side, it's fine, everything's happy here, no one, no worries, right? They're, they're both kind of trying to protect you. But actually, we need to find that unsexy grey middle ground. Um, and I think that we're naturally going to have these conversations in our head, and it's going to be, uh, you know, coming back to a theme that we always come back to is, come back to your body. Let your body tell you. It's from what I heard, or sorry, what I read, heard and read in that question was we're very much in our head. So we've got one critical voice going, oh, you shouldn't have done that. What have you done? You're going to go back to old ways. And then you've got another voice going, it's absolutely fine. Don't worry about it. Like, just, just ignore it. It's all completely fine. But actually, we want to kind of a bit of a balance of both of them. And you'd probably find that in your body. Your body will probably go, it's okay, don't worry. So that was like a, an interpretation I had of that. What did you ladies think? I think there's also understanding that we have alcohol, like it, it does affect our appetite. We tend to, it tends to, uh, to increase our appetite. It reduces leptin, so our feeling of fullness is, is reduced. So it's just being aware of that. And I think for me, it's that, okay, it's a very normal thing when you drink, to then eat afterwards, it's, it's normal, right? So for me, it just, rather than, you know, I, I can see how that, that inner critics like say, oh, you're letting yourself get away with it. But, but really, what is the lesson here for you? So maybe it's that you realize that, okay, maybe there was the, the, maybe you're drinking, um, you know, was maybe, you know, we all like to have a good time sometimes, but maybe it was a little bit, you know, too, too much so that then the, then you were more likely to overeat. Right. So is it that you're just going to be a bit more mindful with your drinking so that then you can be a bit more mindful with your eating? Right. So I think it's just deciding what is the action that's going to happen next. Right. And the action could also just be that I accept on those celebrations, those days where, um, it is husband's birthday, you know, wedding anniversary that I am just going to kind of do what I want, which is just to, you know, to drink and to overeat. And if, if it, it, it's, it's that it gets to be your choice, that you get to choose that. That's okay to do that. Or you can say, okay, well, what, what's the lesson for, because I maybe actually didn't really enjoy that. And therefore, what am I going to do differently next time? So it's just for you deciding, I either accept that I did that and I'm okay with that, or what's the lesson here? And is there something I want to do differently next time? But both of those, again, not going through this, just kind of being complacent and not just being like getting getting myself off the hook. It's like, well, I either chose to do this or I'm going to do something differently next time. So that's my thoughts. I definitely, I don't have too much to to add to that. What I would say is, you know, the aim... The aim here is, is is it's not to never overeat again because guaranteed, like you're human, you will. People who you think might have like the best relationship with food, whatever the hell that is, whatever that looks like, they overeat as well sometimes as well. Like we all, you know, every now and then go and have one drink too many and that leads to, you know, maybe not the best nutritional choices. Like that's very human. Um you know, it would be impossible to say to yourself, like, I'm never going to overeat again, because it does happen. I think it's important to take a step back and and simply ask yourself, like, 
what does balance look like to you? Because actually, you know, that that inner critic, naturally, is going to want to tear you down and rip you to shreds. Because, you know, if you've come from a past of dieting, and there's been rules, of course, this is going to be way against those rules. So the inner critic's going to be like, mm, you messed up. Um, but actually, like, have a think about what balance looks like to you. I mean, obviously, it's a different if this is happening every single weekend obviously that that might be pulling you away from your goals a little bit and it might not be aligned with your values but if this is something like it's an occasion hubby's birthday or you know whatever it is you know are you actually just practicing balance like you know we all need a bit of time to just decompress and be present in the moment and enjoy and if that is one day of a bit of overeating and you know a bit of drinking but then the next day you kind of go okay how do I make choices that are back in alignment with my values and just pick up where I left off like in the grand scheme of things like that day was a drop in the ocean it's not going to have any long-term impact like you know you might think next month two months three months like it's it's literally not going to impact you at all but I think the key is there you know making it you know it, it's kind of going okay I absolutely like I did overdo it a little bit there that's fine and fall into that oh I did it so now I'm a failure now I may as well go and have this and that and the other um but yeah I would say like maybe it's balance that just feels a bit new that's okay um, yeah, I mean, everything that you guys have said, I think I'm kind of just going to leave it there. But I think it's remember that progress isn't linear. Sometimes it's going to feel like you're taking two steps forward and then one step back, but you're still moving forwards. And I think just use it as a chance. It's a time to grow, right? Reflect. What can I learn from this and give yourself some compassion moving forward? So I think you'll find it much easier if you just continue to give yourself permission to eat any foods and speak kindly to yourself. So that's my that's my thing amazing oh, team oh right we're gonna leave it there fabulous oh, see you in a few weeks guys and yes. saying lots of love to all the wonderful clients take you care guys, guys are ridiculously amazing <laughs>